Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of the Stories of Selling Human podcast. I'm your host, Alex Smith, and I started this podcast because I believe everyone in the world will someday be faced with a situation, could be business, could be even personal, that requires you to create change. I think we all want to be heard, seen, and understood, but the people who get our attention and convince, persuade, or influence us are not just salespeople. There are great people throughout all walks of life that we're drawn to. I'm going to share their stories here so we can tap into what makes us human, practice our human skills, and ultimately, we'll all become better at selling by being human. All right, so I just have such a, a bright light on the on the podcast today. Um, I'm really excited to just have this conversation with this person. She's been in L&D for you know, over 10 years, all sorts of different positions. Right now, she's uh, vice president of L&D at a- ANSR Resource. She's you know, uh, led teams and in, in learning and development teams. She's sold learning and development products and, and different channels. And I met her through a, a great friend at, at the uh, uh, ATD conference this past, uh, this past May. I'm so excited to welcome none other than Suchi Mandal on the podcast. Welcome, Suchi. Thank you. Thank you so much, Alex. Awesome. Well, Suchi, one of the reasons why I thought you'd be great to talk to is that, you know, your 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 title is like a VP of L&D and you've had all these titles in L&D and you kind of transitioned from learning and development to, you know, like a sales role and that sort of thing. So we can talk through some of that stuff. Um, but I just liked your, the, the way about you, like you're very, you know, kind, calming demeanor and, and people, when I looked at your LinkedIn um, and just like reviews and things like that, people said things about you that were just so great. They, I, one of them was like, you know, uh, she's just also fantastic at project planning, ex- assembling an effective team, sharing her creativity. I'll miss seeing Suchi's smiling face on video calls. She's an asset to any project and team she's part of. So, you know, I'm curious, Suchi, like you said your core values in your LinkedIn were kindness and courage. You know, tell me, like, when you hear the word kindness, what is what does that mean to you? And, and what do you think about when you, you know, practice that value in, in the workplace? I did not see you start with that question, but it's a good one to start with. Yeah. Kindness, I think, in the last couple of years, especially after taking on a sales role, I moved from a from a project management, very operations-oriented, she gets things done kind of uh, role to, to sales role. And all that I had heard about sales plus what I was learning, especially, uh, you know, learning through COVID times, helped me understand that I think kindness and approaching people, your clients or or just your team members or anybody you meet with sort of what's going on in your life. What are you dealing with? Because everybody's dealing with something, not necessarily, not necessarily there pain per se, but if you can approach every person with kindness, I have found that it's very rewarding to me personally. So I adapted that as a, as a core value of mine very recently as, as kindness. Yeah. 
You know, it kind of goes to kind of how I think you do sell. So like I usually ask people and I would love to like know your answer to this because you're like, you know, you you learn you learn certain sales techniques, but, you know, you really bring more of yourself to the forefront and, you know, the the, the, the very best to like really find a way to, you know, not just worry about the technical skills. They really bring some of their, you know, human skills to the forefront. So when I say the word the phrase to you like sell something and 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 sell it by being human what does that come to mind for you suchi what what how would how would you describe that that way of selling it what comes to my mind is help someone and i got a lot of i got a lot of validation about this when i i listened to your podcast quite uh, lately after meeting you alex i've been listening to this podcast quite a bit and i find that people who do well in selling, who find it rewarding to your soul. Selling is helping others. When you can see, when you can see how what you provided, whether it's service or a product that helped someone's life be better. By someone, it could be an organization, it could be a team, it could be the individual that you're selling to. Um, in your case, it's an LMS, you know, where you already know whatever they are currently using and what you have will make their life better and when you move into selling or into a transaction knowing that this is good for the other person that this is going to help the other person that to me is sales yeah and selling with human in mind yeah i always think like you know people it's very easy to say something like yes be helpful think about the other person put the other you know, person's interest first and stuff like that. But sometimes people like, you know, I, I, I think like there's something to doing it uniquely, you know, from your, your soul, like something, you know, doing it where you're, you know, it's a, it's a, um, a form of help that you can only give, you know, it's not just, you know, giving somebody what they want or, or fulfilling a need or even, uh, it's actually like looking into yourself and saying, okay, you know, what am, what are my intentions? What are my motives? Like, what do I really want to do? And, you know, how can I bring some of that, you know, into this situation? So, you know, Suchi, like when you think of like, you know, this is, a lot of this stuff isn't really taught necessarily. It's just stuff you've picked up in your experiences, maybe through your family. Tell me about some of the people in your life, like growing up and the people around you, maybe your family, where you kind of saw that, you know, wow, like the power of how you can help someone. And I don't know if there was any stories in your life of, of how someone helped you or maybe how your family helped someone or how someone helped your family that you, you tend to think about or draw on to give you the, the, you know, abilities that you have today. Yeah, for sure. I think I'm my life, my whole life is a product of a lot of people helping me. A lot of people helping me get where where I am today. Not that I have arrived, but I feel good about where I am. And the the main person that comes to my mind is as you were saying that question is is my chairman, um, Darren Narayana and Rajiv Narayana, both of them are such giving people, so giving. 
I was up until five years ago, I was uh, pursuing this career in the same company and source in India. And they saw something and said, you know, you, you will be good in serving our client in the way we want them served and helped. And, and they helped make that move to, for me, some, a, no, a nobody, really, I don't have big degrees or anything that um, they, they brought me here um, and supported my, my careers, my strengths. And, and if they didn't believe in me, I wouldn't be here where I am. My parents have had a huge influence as well, but uh, just strictly career-wise, I would say. Yeah, it's so funny. Like, um, the, you know, our friend, mutual friend that, you know, introduced me to you daily, she was telling me like a, you know, a little while ago that, yeah, that's the, like her biggest, you know, like what really, really, um, made her bummed of leaving. She used to work with you was that like leaving you and leaving the CEO. She was like, I'd run through fire for that person because of just, and that when someone says that type of emotional, I would run through coals. We all know those people like we would just go to battle. We would, you know, whatever they, they do they're there. That's like a leader that isn't telling you what to do or directing you. That's, you know, true servant leader who's trying to give and, and, you know, develop you. And, 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 and it makes you feel like I can grow with this person. I will do whatever I like that. that that's powerful. So yeah. Tell me about like what you think you noticed from him. Like what is, you know, that, uh, your chairman, like, how does he show up? Like, what are, what are ways you've seen him, you know, not just give you an opportunity because yeah, giving you an opportunity is huge, but sure. I'm sure he does a lot of other things, like maybe little things and things on a daily basis that really you know, you help motivate you. <laughs> I'm glad you asked me that because he does so many little things that I think usual normally you won't see people do like specifically talking about Darren he just last week he he delivered like he delivered Indian spices over to my place um because he knows that uh, I'm I'm missing home you know and it's not just me he does that for like so many people I'm just one person at the company he's so generous he just leads his life with generosity and um, at at core, at its heart, it's um, and generosity can come in so many forms, and everybody can show generosity to each other. And I feel like he walks that talk. Um, so does Rajiv, our CEO. You know, he is. Um, when you talk to clients about about him, he really connects with people because he's invested in you as a person, not the title you bring to the table. So just watching. Watching both of them, I feel like I've been quite a shadow learner of of um, these values. Yeah, I I just love that knowing like knowing that that meant so much to you and just giving you a little piece of home. It could be so little, but yeah. um, sometimes people think like, yeah, like well, you know, you know, if you're giving up something, if you're giving so much, then maybe you're you're losing in some way, or you're giving up a piece of your your you know, you're doing it at the expense of other things or something like that, as opposed to like, I'm just going to live a certain way and it doesn't need to come back to me. I'm not doing it for, you know, a reciprocation. I'm doing it because it's just what I believe in. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. 
that's an important part of it, not expecting something back. And you're giving, you're truly giving from heart. Yeah. Well, tell me, you know, so what was like some of, you mentioned like, you know, you, you made this transition. Talk to me a little bit about like kind of like going from, you know, kind of a role in learning and development to now like needing to learn sales. Like what were, what were your biggest fears about doing that? And, um, and, and we can kind of go in like uh, to kind of, you know, what you did to kind of overcome some of those things. Quite honestly, I think my biggest fears were just the sales, right? Like the the uh, uns, the the impression that sales has. When we, when whenever I, even now, whenever I introduce myself in like a setting and I'm like, yeah, I work in sales, so everybody automatically thinks I'm trying to convince them of something, right? Like. Sales as a trade or as a profession sort of gets that bad rep of these are people who are trying to make you feel a certain way or make you buy something. I had those as my biggest hurdles to work through because I didn't want to lose my authenticity because that's who I am. And, and in trying to become or in trying to convince somebody that I'm a certain way, I might lose myself in the process, um, which project management didn't ask that of me. Project management let me be who I am. I could tell people the way things are that, you know, this is not going to happen because X, Y, Z. And I enjoyed being authentic. And in the beginning, I found myself, I found it a little hard to, to find that balance between being real, yet at the same time, knowing that that's my job. My job is to help people see the value in product for that matter. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, like, did you like, you know, do anything, um, you know, to, you know, kind of help like, like, bring more of your authentic self like to the forefront um or did you just kind of you know just deny like any kind of needing to fit some mold like how did you actually you know kind of get started with the new role and 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 try to be more more of yourself on you know it's, it's it, when, when you're in front of people it's been a process of trial and error in the beginning i thought i wouldn't be accepted as i am finding myself in a new country especially and then then over time meet i have some amazing clients they're all my friends at this point my clients are my friends and yes we do a lot of business together but most importantly we are there for each other kind of relationship um and at this point when I look at some of my biggest clients, I feel like all of them are rooted in or accept me the way I am and see the value that I bring to the table. And that's why we are working together. We are not working together because I pretended to be somebody. So just those data points help me know that, you know, if they can see the intention, if they can trust you, if they can see your intentions are at the right place, they will trust you. They will yeah. trust you. So that helped me, helped me in my journey and, and continues to help me. Yeah, I love it. Well, you know, what do you think, like, you know, is there like certain skills? I mean, you talked, we talked a little bit about kindness 
you know, and then you, you talked about courage, like how does that, how has courage played out in your career? What, what is that? Like, why, why, why is that like one of the two skills that you, you needed to call out or felt the need to call out? I think courage played very pivotal role in, in the places where it mattered. Day to day courage isn't in my mind, but then there are every once in a while moments where you know that courage is asking you to do something that's uncomfortable. So I feel like courage to ask for something. For example, the only reason we we started talking about or, or envisioning me coming to the U.S. was because I asked my CEO. So the courage to ask. It's such a simple thing to go up to somebody and ask, hey, is this a possibility? Because I would love to stay in this company. I don't want to, you know, I don't want to start seeking other career opportunities. Do you think there's a possibility that I could be doing something along this line in the U.S.? And and every once in a while, courage shows up in my life in, in moments like that where, where acting with courage has helped me uh, do the right thing for the client, do the right thing for myself, do the right thing for the other person, even though it feels uncomfortable. Do you, um, you know, are there like... How do you know, like, it's a moment where courage is required, like, um, like for yourself? I don't know. <laughs> that's why having that value helps. You know, that's why I call it a value. Because if I remind myself that since you are courageous, you have, you have the strength, you will know what the right thing is and you will do it. If I remind myself, I know it's a, I know when it shows up and, and I'll do the right thing if, if I just keep that in my brain. Do, what about your values, Alex? What are your values? Yeah, I mean, I mean, they're very similar to yours. Like, I think, um, I mean, you know, how how I think about kindness is, you know, I think like some people think like some people may like, oh, you're super nice, you know, and I, you know, I, I think there's a distinction between being nice and being kind, like nice, yeah. you're kind of being pleasurable to others, you're just you want others to view you as being enjoyable to be around, right? It's all about, you know, just you're trying to fit what someone you think someone wants to see as opposed to being kind where I'm really trying to understand someone's story. I think we all have, like we're all, we all all have these just amazing experiences and families and experience and, and just life stories and, and, I really value kindness as being about, you know, someone else's, you know, how could I like be there for someone else? How, how could I, you know, provide value in this, in this uh, meeting? You know, what could I like, how could I leave this, like this interaction better than, than when I found it, you know? And, and so I, 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 I value that, you know, and I certainly value things like, um, you know, I've had to learn to value things like being, you know, grateful and gratitude, even like in like really hard times. So like in the past couple of years, you know, like going through grief, like being able to be grateful, even when like the worst is happening around you, you know, stuff with my dad. So I, I value, you know, that that's something that like, I think like, you know, through stopping and 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 not just you know writing down what you're grateful for but actually like an act of gratitude 
you know, whether it's writing someone a card or giving someone a call or telling someone, thank you so much for saying that, that meant a lot to me, or just a simple reach out on LinkedIn. Like those are, I would say like kindness and then, and gratitude for me acting on gratitude is, is, is really valuable to me. Yeah. That's great. Kindness and gratitude. Yeah. You know, I, I always like to think like, um, you know, if you were like, so you're in learning development, like, and I always think about like skills, what are like skills of, a, you know, we, we can all think of like, you know, if we all had to like think of today, if you could think of a salesperson, like what their skill sets are, you know, someone who is confident, someone who, you know, has good, you know, oral abilities and writing abilities and all these things. What are skills you think that will be necessary for people to be, you know, really, um, you know, to excel at sales, like, you know, five years from now, like, you know, some of the human skills, what are the human skills you think are going to be necessary for people to, to really hone in on, you know, as we think about a couple of years in the profession of sales? I think the first one that comes to mind, and I, I feel like this was an underrated skill in my mind, but I've been tapping into it is the art of listening. This world is so distracted. Most people are distracted when people are talking. Most people are distracted because they have so much going on in your mind. Plus, mind is also trained to only listen to 30 seconds of TikTok and move on to the next thing. It's so hard to tune in and really be mindful of, of what is what the other person is saying. I think one of the super skills is the ability to listen. A good listener will always find success in sales, I think. Mm. Um, and then, of course, not just listening with the intent of taking notes, but also what is not being said in the conversation. The ability to hear that, the ability to hear the hesitation, the one word they said that could have meant more than just what that word literally means. And sort of zoom, having the courage to be able to zoom into that. So I feel like listening is going to be important, very, I don't even know if there's a word for deep listening, maybe mm -hmm. deep listening. Yeah, or active important. listening, yeah. How, active listening. Yeah. How do you, like when you're in conversations with someone, you, you mentioned someone, I think it's so great to like get beyond like the literal meaning of what was said and maybe like the, you know, the, the meaning behind what, what was said. What, what do you like to do? Is there questions that you like to ask or things you like to do to, you know, get people to maybe open up a little more? Maybe, maybe when you're working with clients, if they tell you something, but you're not sure if you really understood it, what, what do you like to say to people or, or do to get people to tell you, maybe a little more, maybe even like if you have like some type of recent yeah. time that this happened. Yeah, it happens all the time, especially in sales. And Alex, you must know this. It happens all the time. A lot of things get said that you can't. If, if you are in a circumstance where you one-on-one -on -one and you can ask more questions, I would just go ahead and ask and be like, what did you mean by that? Is there more? And see if they already trust you, it, it's, it's easier to do that if it's a new relationship then I I would find a way to politely ask that um, not to like ruffle the feathers but and and also 
then listen to see if they're getting awkward about it, if they're not in a place to share that. And, and I would just, you know, take myself back and step back and say, okay, like, but just make a mental note of it that there is probably some, there's probably something here that I need to be aware of. And in the journey, I will come to know, oh, that's why they said what they said back then. And that just helps my sales muscles to know next time I work with this customer or a similar customer to look out for patterns in this area. You know, if it's a more organization specific thing, I hope that made sense. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. like you're, you're, you're observing stuff and you're kind of picking up on connecting dots, picking up on patterns. You know, I always like to like ask people, you know, can you explain that a little bit more? Tell me what you mean by that. Like, What's behind what you said? Like, I'm sensing that you feel a certain yeah. way. Can you tell me if I'm off? You know, like yeah. you, you seem, you seem a little like this. Am I crazy? You know, uh, exactly. like, you know, you're just trying to like, you know, you're, you're, you're sensing things and just having the courage to tell people what you're sensing or feeling or seeing or, you know, whatever. And then people can go, yeah, absolutely. Oh my gosh. Thanks. You, thank you for picking up on that you know, Suchi, or they could be like, no, no, like I, it's, you're, you're totally wrong. I, I'm, I'm fine. You know, like, exactly. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And that ultimately equips you to help them. It's not for you to know, to use that information in some way. It's for, you know, ultimately you're trying to help them. If you don't know their whole situation, how can you help them? Yeah. I like that. If you don't know their whole situation, how can you help them? You know, pivoting a little bit, like, you're coming you grew up in india is that right yeah okay yeah. so tell me a little bit about life in india like young girl in india like what is you know the culture like how has that culture been different for you in the uh in the u.s and um you know what have you learned along the way i'll try i'll try to shorten it because i know time is a factor because yeah. <laughs> i could go on and on <laughs> about yeah. this yeah i was i was in india uh, up until like five years ago and i i was born and brought up in in smaller cities in india and uh, towards the when i started working i started working in a bigger city in india which is bangalore south of india growing up in india gave me perspective to a lot of things um and of course it makes me so grateful to be in this country like about very small things that you know might just be nor normal to you all <laughs> normal to you all but i feel grateful every day like i have a backyard that has beautiful forest and birds come to sing <laughs> you know in the morning and there are deers the roads are so clean and I feel extremely grateful to be here and I feel extra grateful simply because of, of, of my upbringing and, 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 and that taught me that this is, this is not something everybody gets. You gotta be really lucky to be, um, to be receiving, to be on the receiving end of, of all these beautiful things America has to offer. But India, India has a whole different level of things and absolutely amazing. But, Apples and oranges. <laughs> yeah, different. What about the culture, like, in where you first like learnt, like saw selling being done in India? Like, where, what is sales like in India, and how is that, you know, 
maybe different than what you experienced? Is there any, you know, cultural difference between selling in India versus selling in the, you know, US or what does that look you know, like? It's going to be, it's going to be hard to answer that one because I feel like I wasn't subjected to a lot of B2B, B2B sort of sales in yeah. India um, because it's not in this position and B2C is very different, right? B2C is just as a cust as a customer, um, I I don't feel like I have enough to to intelligently speak about the sales culture in India. Okay, I you know I know nothing about it. I know like sometimes like I have, you know, had certain you know clients from India that are like sometimes like negotiating and they're very uh, very like ruthless negotiators, you know, and like yes. you know there is yes. there is. Uh, you know, kind of a, a level of, I don't know if it's just kind of like, you know, yeah, they're, they're like, you know, kind of come from, Hey, I'm going to really push you so hard and, you know, and, and make you kind of sweat uh, a little bit. Um, um, but I don't know if that's, you know, if I'm just kind of a stereotype, it could be a total stereotype, but I don't know how much of that might, might be true or not. Um, but yeah, I was just curious if like, like, you yeah, you knew point. anyone like that, but yeah. That's a good point. I want to address that though, because yeah, negotiating or bargaining, I would say actually. Yeah, more, yeah bargaining. More, more bargaining than negotiating is is a part of our is a part of our culture. We don't buy like one dollar worth of things without haggling. Yeah. Without haggling with the, and I, I've had to move away from that mentality, which is very liberating. Um, but <laughs> yeah, but bargaining is is in our bloods, like with the with the auto man, with the you know street vendor to just be like, this is twenty dollars, no, give it to uh, to me for fifteen. Like you know, why not? So it just it's bargaining dance that we like to enjoy. <laughs> and so you so you did learn that like growing up like as yeah, a girl yeah, and stuff yeah. like to buy anything yeah. like when you bought anything like america you buy it's it's the it's the price like you can't go to target and you know get some soap <laughs> and try to bargain right but no. but in india like every time you buy something is it is it like a, a dance is it yeah it's a it's a lovely bargain dance that we engage in and both feel that they want something out of it that's the whole point of it that's how the seller starts with a higher price and the, the buyer needs to feel like you know that they got a deal out of this the seller feels like they got a deal out of it. it's it's the whole it's the whole thing yeah so i grew up doing that watching my dad and mom do that and, okay it's uh i enjoy it when i go back to india i do it even though i have the money i do it i will tip him extra but like just to just to keep that muscle alive you know <laughs> that's good it's good to know like that's not that sometimes people in sales for a long time are are afraid to you know just offer something low to like you know totally disrespect like a disrespectful offer but it's really just a you know, it's a, like you're saying, it's a, a dance. And so um, yeah. you, you kind of know where you want to land and then you're willing to walk away if they're like, okay, no. Like, have yeah. you walked away from stuff where it's like, no, I'm not going to give it and just walk yeah, away? Yeah, and it's, 
and it's important to keep the environment in mind right this is the like when you compare the target shopping experience to a sh street shopping experience right like it's more like you saw an earring and you liked it and you're okay to not buy it it's not a necessity item you don't bargain on necessity items because the prices are more or less known and understood it's also not in a b2b environment so much i don't think so at least i don't practice it in a b2b environment i want to lead with a my best price and i think this is the value it brings to you the so yeah i feel like it's it's the environment that leads whether you walk away or not and and, and all that fun okay well you know um tell me you know a little bit about if you can you know kind of like pinpoint some of the stuff you do today like right you're doing like tell me a little bit about your role today and how is how are some of these values about selling and kindness and courage like how do those show up in what you do today what is uh walk us through a little bit about your role and and kind of sure. how some of those things show up yeah so my current role has is sort of dual it's not only sales it's leading a business unit uh, within the company we have about three big business units one of them i i manage so the operations and all the, all those things off so people management leading and then the other side is sales and client delivery and, and making sure so i i'm fortunate enough to in my role to get to see through the execution of what was sold to the client and uh, so that in my current role my day-to-day -day looks more more or less like conversations with clients understanding what they're needing mm -hmm. um, more or less on a day-to-day -day basis and then making sure that the team is equipped to provide what's coming our way in the best way possible and also having the knowledge to say i don't think we are ready for that today and will you say that like will you say things like you know i don't know if we're ready for that or hey like this is not a I, you know i i know where you're going with that but maybe that this isn't the right time like will you have the courage to say things like that to, to clients? Yeah, it's it's hard, but I say there when it's a total misfit, I would say it right away. I don't even have to check. But then if there are like, maybe we could do this. We as a company, we go in acknowledging that this is new for us, but we have the hustle and this is in our vision. To be able to, because hustle is necessary when you are when you are a growing company right like for the people to have that mindset of saying we're going somewhere and we're willing to do that extra to go that extra mile to do that my team is absolutely amazing in the can-do attitude they're just like a bunch of amazing creative people that come together to 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 make it happen for the client and when we know we can't make it happen we say as much um but but yeah, that's that's how we that's how we roll. <laughs> I like it. Um, well, well, Sushi, kind of come into the end here. Like, um, you know, what things like you know, what what is your hope like for, you know, the profession of sales in a couple years, you know, from now, maybe even like long term from now, ten years. Like, what are your what 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 is like your hope that people would view sales as, maybe differently than it is today. My, my hope really is people, everybody who is in this profession is able to reframe selling and, and see how they're actually 
helping individuals. When we as professionals can reframe and change our mindset to that, then the people will also start seeing us like that. And and sales is not just people who are selling sales. Is if you say this a lot in your podcast, it's not a skill that only with somebody with the title need to have. Everybody needs to have this skill of persuasion, right? So I my hope is that everybody can recognize how sales affect their day-to-day life and can hone in and lean into their side of persuasion persuasion as a skill. And then people who are already in this profession can lead with example and can be the best, like can can hold up those standards of whoever comes across me and looks at me as a salesperson gets like that one change that no salespeople can be. Salespeople are not leeches, you know, salespeople can actually be the, the ones that are looking after what's best for you. Yeah. I like what you said about, um, you know, I, I, you know, I'm just hoping we can look at it like ourselves, like, how are we being sold to? Like, what are people doing? What do we appreciate? Like, what are, what does that look like? And then demonstrating that lead by example, because the more and more, you know, people are leading this way and the mindset, it is a mind, it is a total mindset shift. It's not just an incremental thing. It's not like, oh, I'm going to help do my client a solid today and give them, you know, an, an attachment that, or give them like an extra, you know, bonus kind of thing or help here help there so it's actually a full-on okay everyone i meet i'm just here to help how can i help what would be helpful asking yourself those questions constantly so that you know maybe just kind of like there's a base level of help then there's maybe good help and then there's people that are exceptional at it the people that are exceptional at it are people like you said your ceo who's sending you stuff from india you know, because he just had the feeling that you're missing home and you didn't even ask that. He didn't, he may not have even known, but he knew that, that that's, you know, what you needed in the moment. So predicting what people might need, uh, to help is, is kind of the, the, the highest level you can get to. I want to give a shout out to April, April's. Yeah. Yeah. April sprints. Yeah. Yes. Oh my God, I listened to that episode. Any any listeners that want to yeah. are, are relating I, with yeah. whatever we're saying here, April is amazing. I'm, I'm taking her training now. Um, this is my first sales training ever. So thank I wanted to thank you and express gratitude for, for bringing her on. Yeah, yeah we'll, put, we'll link her um, episode in the show notes. And I'm just, this is a great story because it's a prior guest. I met you at ATD. And you listened to the podcast, you leaned in, you took advantage of it, you know, you connected to something that, you know, she has a whole book on the generosity culture and Magic Blue Rocks, amazing book of her story. And you, you reached out, you connected, not because of me, not, not because I made you or, or told you to, you just took the initiative, had the courage, reached out, and now, now you're, you're learning a ton from someone. So th- this, Your these connections. made it happen. Yes. Podcast would happen if you didn't have that episode. I won't know who she is. Exactly. And today, affecting my helping me improve so much. You know, by just by just that one episode that I got to know her. So I feel like you're you're doing some really good work here. Alex. Thank you very much, Sushi. That means a lot to me. <laughs> well, we close off every episode with a fun question about our guests, and because I think that selling. You know, by being human, it, we're bringing our unique selves to the forefront and, and uh, the, the awesome humans that we are to the forefront. So it's 
just something unique about you, Suchi. So if I asked your friends, your family, the people that are closest to you, something about Suchi, what is something that is just so totally Suchi? Something that would only and could only happen to her. Maybe it's something that only Suchi does. What well, what would they tell me? Like what what is the that thing that you know is just so totally you that that you do? Because I listened to your podcast, I did ask this question of of Chris, my my partner, and um, he gave me the answer. So I'm going to share that. There you go. All right. I'm an individual which he thinks is unique. I don't know how unique it is, but I I wake up every morning with a lot of energy. With a lot of energy. Even early in the morning. <laughs> yeah. That's when I have a lot of energy. Like, you know, to do a lot. Like, I, sometimes I'm like dancing in the morning because I have that much energy in the morning. So it's like only, I've only seen you do that. Yeah. Most people are like, okay, hitting snooze, whatever. But you're like, let's get the day started. Woohoo. Oh my gosh. I don't even wait for alarm to alarm to ring i'm awake before the alarm and i'm like what should we do like i'm sure like chris is some days is like okay this is fun other days is like go back to bed suchi please stop it what are you doing no i let him sleep i'm just like tiptoeing and just like i leave and he sleeps till he wants to <laughs> that's funny that's funny that's hilarious that you're the first person to say that well all right well suchi um you know where can people you know find more of you and connect to you what what would you ask people to do to like uh, get to know you a little more well i am i'm on linkedin suchi mandal so I'm, I'm active i check it almost every day so you can reach out to me there and i i love knowing people so anybody from any walk of life can can reach out if i can help you in some way i would <laughs> awesome and i can I can attest to that. You know, she has uh, helped me. It's just a joy every time I'm, I get a chance to talk to Suchi. She's even, you know, help, helping to drive me to do some things uh, that I want to do in my life. So thank you so much, Suchi, for, for jumping on today. Thank you so much, Alex, for, for having me here. This was wonderful. Nervous. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, you didn't need to be. It was great. <laughs> thank you so much. Have a good day. You too. Bye. Hey, gang. All right. Wow. You made it to the end. I know your time is valuable, so thank you from the bottom of my heart for spending your time here with me. If you heard a quote you liked, got a quick bit of value, or you have an idea that can help convince others to join, I urge you to take a minute and leave a five-star rating and review. That helps us gain influence and bring some really great guests on to add even more value to you and others. You can also always contact me directly to tell me your thoughts. I'd love to hear from you. All my info is in the notes. Let's help convince anyone that they have the ability to sell well just by being great humans. And this podcast is proof. All right. See you on the next episode of Stories of Selling Human.